Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? I'm all right, thanks, darling. Um, I'd say fresh from my a weekend away in Norwich, but I'm not feeling too fresh. Um, but yeah, I had a nice weekend away, um, which was which was lovely. Um, and uh, yeah, just been back at work. How have you been? Really good, thank you. Really good. Can I just say before we carry on with the show, what a lovely tree. <laughs> You've done it lovely, Stephen. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's my it's my tree um, is a trip around the world, basically. Whenever I go abroad, I buy some kind of ornament. Um, Love I'll that. You, I'll show you the one I bought most recently. Hold on a sec. Oh, that makes it really special. It is a... Canada, Bobo. <laughs> oh, well, I love that. And every place you go, do you try and pick something up to put on the tree? Exactly, yeah. So it's like, uh, it's lots of memories, um, basically. Um, That's such a nice idea. I know like, a lot of people do that with magnets, but what a lovely idea. Like, I'm one of them, like, I always like to try and add a little something to the tree, and I think, oh, next year, I've probably got enough baubles to last a lifetime. But it's nice to add to it, but... I've never thought to kind of do it with holiday places. That's lovely. It started um, um, a few years ago. It must have been 20, 2019. I went to the Philippines um, and uh, I got a... <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit like, I'm a bit of a nut sometimes when I'm on like a beach holiday and I'll be like, oh, I love this shell. And I'll just end up with loads of like bloody shells that I never do anything with. Oh. Um, but this one shell I really did like and I wrote on it the beach that I found it and someone said to me, that would make a nice Christmas decoration. And I was like, oh, do you know what? It would actually. So I got a, I drilled a hole in the top and then put a piece of string through it. And that's on the other side of my tree, actually. But ever since, every time I've gone abroad, I've tried to buy something new. So, and you always have the intention, because obviously if it's not Christmas time and there's no ball balls in the shop, do you think, oh, I can put a little hole in there or a bit of ribbon here and that goes on the tree? Basically, yes. Uh, but actually... I don't think that I've been anywhere that hasn't had some kind of Christmas ornament, whatever time of year. Then if you go into those like very sort of touristy gift shops that you get, like uh, that sell, you know, in London, it'll be like snow globes of Big Ben and all that sort of thing. They tend to have some kind of like Christmas thing in them whenever you go. Um, so, yeah, that's my that's my little my little trick. And I've got to ask, so what's your, does, does everything stay on the tree regardless of how the holiday went or who you was with on the holiday? <laughs> now I only ask because I, <laughs> I got some lovely decks once in Disneyland Paris. I mean, oh, I love a little bit of Disney. <laughs> Stunning little Tinkerbell and a couple of lovely little bits. But um, needless to say that the fellow I was with is now an ex and whenever I look at Tinkerbell in that little bauble it would just be takes you back to a bad place yeah I mean I've still got a because I mean it's Tink's what you're gonna do you, you yeah. can't chuck her out and, and it's a stunning little ornament but um I just can't give it I can't give it the space on the tree that's a good point I guess I haven't had that specific experience but then if I was you if you're never going to use it again, give it away to a charity shop or uh, so then you don't have to look at it and it won't remind you, you know. That's um, true. Or get an alternative 
think about bauble that you could replace it with and that doesn't have the memories attached yeah and i mean i can't hold it against the poor little fair road you know what i mean that's what i've held on to is it. that it's the decoration place. or your ex <laughs> <laughs> but i love the idea like especially some of the london like as you say when you do like um christmas shopping and some of the department stores where they kind of do like and i think some of them literally start probably pre-halloween or around that time um and they put the year on the ball balls. And for a few years, I thought, oh, how lovely to kind of go every year to whatever shop mm. and buy one and kind of build it up with a year. Um, and I, I just don't think I've ever really got round to it. It's um, Well, that's the thing. I think a lot of people have sort of themes on their trees in some sort of way, don't they? Um, I think, did you say yours is sort of silver? Yeah, I'm all white, silver and mirrored. See, so that, like, my... If I had a theme, I wouldn't be able to buy the, do you know what I mean? Because you can't guarantee that what you what you get. So, I mean, it depends on what you like. I mean, yeah, I, I, I like to be able to pick something up new every year. Um, uh, and I think I'm, I'm probably in 2020, I didn't get much because obviously we weren't traveling anywhere. Um, but, you know, yeah, it's... Um, this you just got to do whatever whatever pleases you, don't you? When's yours going up, Bob? So I'm actually starting mine tomorrow. When I say I'm starting, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm not like Christiana that's got like a, I imagine hers is about 50 foot, 54 foot. Do you know what I, as sad as this might sound, I do love looking at Christiana's tree though on Instagram every year. What um, does she do? I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously she's just got the most stunning house. And when you've got a house that's as big as that, you can imagine how big a tree is. It's got beautiful staircase, like goals. Yeah. Um, obviously she has a team coming and do it for her, but she always does like a different thing. Like one year it was kind of like all sweets and candy canes. It was kind of like a, I, I took from it, it was kind of a nod to Willy Wonka, but more Christmas. It was all sweets and stuff. Okay. Um, Every year just looks incredible. I've not actually seen her decks this year, but I have seen the actual tree being installed. Um, and I mean, what a whopper. Stunning. So uh, I might actually have a little look after the show and see if they've dressed it yet. But um, do you know what I have noticed, actually? And it's funny, like, talking about themes. And I don't know if I've ever really noticed it before, but you know how trends come and go? Mm. This year in shops, I'm seeing a lot of pink so a lot of like pinks and rose gold. So I reckon maybe this year we're going to see on the old socials a lot of people with with pink and like That's the rose gold vibe. Yeah, uh, I've I've noticed a lot of blue, a lot of kind of sky blue sort of things. Which, um, yeah, I mean, the thing is now you walk into John Lewis and they've, they've got like twenty different trees with all different kinds of themes on them. They so um, really anyone could do whatever they like these days. That is the joy of living in a consumerist society, isn't it? <laughs> so they, I don't know what shop I was in recently actually. And they had like a pride tree. Well it was a rainbow yeah. tree and I thought, well that's pride. It might just be a rainbow tree. But um, NHS tree. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's saying like, yeah, that's probably more likely. <laughs> no, it's um, a good pride tree. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some people with some pretty gay trees, so you know, maybe a gay <laughs> tree. But I'll, I'll be showing you mine when we record the show next week. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's you already know the theme, so it's not going to be no anywhere as colourful as a pride or an NHS tree. But um, it just uh, it just pleases it pleases my aesthetic, and, and that's what it's all about. Anyway, Christmas aside and, and trees mm. and all that stuff. Yeah, you had a little weekend away. 
Yes. How was that? It was very good. We were in a little cabin in Norfolk, um, which was lovely. Um, and we did lots of walking and lots of cooking, uh, lots of watching films and stuff. It was all very cute. On the last day on the Sunday, well, we kept, so we came back Monday morning. The last day on Sunday, we decided to walk to a pub uh, in, the, oh, nice. in the nearby village, which was really lovely. We got a bit lost on the way back. After a couple of uh, vinos. We only had one because it was getting dark. We realised it was like two o'clock and we were like, by the time we got there, it was nearly three. And we were like, oh shit, it's going to be dark soon. Anyway, we ended up in this, in, in a field we probably shouldn't have been in and had to jump over a barbed wire fence. <laughs> and we discovered a pig's head, a decapitated pig's head in this forest with no body, with no body, just a pig's head just lying there. <laughs> and what was your thoughts? Uh, what uh, set the scene for me? Terrified. What's yeah. the conversation? So someone sees it. Do you all acknowledge it and go, "What the fuck? That's a pig's head." Well, we were all walking in a line, one behind each other through this forest, and my friend goes, "Oh, look, it's a chicken." And I was like, "That's not a chicken. That's a pheasant." For a start, was, um, and then we were all looking at these pheasants running around. So we kind of weren't looking about what was directly in front of us. And then <laughs> I was the one right at the back. And then so three people had walked on already. Then there was this girl, my friend Paulina, and then me. Paulina just screamed at like the top of her voice and jumped like fully into the air. And then I saw exactly what she screamed at. And then. Yeah, it was quite unnerving, I have to say. We spent the rest of the evening trying to work out why there would just be the head there with no body, there was no blood. Like, What was the general consensus? I've got so many questions. There was, was a witch. We, general consensus was there was a witch in there. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it does sound like there was some kind of witchcraft going on. So there was no body near it. Was it a pig field? Or the pig was completely no. out of place? No, completely out of place. There were some cows fairly nearby. Um, but, yeah, no. And there was no flies. It was quite a new head in the middle of this forest. Um, so, yeah, it was definitely That's quite so interesting. I mean, there's some there's some crazy things going on in the world now, right? So you, you just never know whether there's... I mean, it opens up a can of worms, doesn't it? Kind of was it? Was it another animal? But can an animal cut a cut a head clean off? Well, I don't know if it can. No, I don't think. I definitely don't think. And it wouldn't have been know. a perfect head if an exactly. animal had attacked a pig. You, they would have eaten the head as well. Like, well I hope for everyone's safety, it weren't a person going around doing that. That's all you want a couple of weeks before Christmas, aren't you? Neil? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so we, we spent the night having a few wines in the in the in the house and then like wondering if we were going to get attacked by a witch or something so um, <laughs> that was really fun and um, did that kind of make you that completely confirmed in your head and cemented the idea that you're vegetarian through and through not only am i vegetarian but i'm a londoner and i'm staying here because the countryside is full of weird and wonderful things that i don't need to see <laughs> shit. And I, I wish we had callers because i'd love to say that the area so is anyone is this a, a regular thing around there or does anyone in the country find pig's heads about yeah oh, i think there's some point. kind of witchcraft to it it's definitely sinister I'm, I'm i don't disagree with you though i think i definitely think it was sinister because it was just so random in the middle of nowhere 
And then, like I say, and then to be sleeping in a cabin, all of you, away from where you live. I mean, it's like the beginning of a film. That's exactly it? what I said. And it the film like don't the... end well often. Nah. So I was you, quite probably pleased be the when... first gone. Oh, yeah. Uh, no doubt. Um, and then <laughs> I was quite pleased when sunrise came the next day and we'd made it through the <laughs> night, basically. Um, right, well, we, I can be not to talk about this all night. We do have um, some exciting guests coming up today. Um, Basil Brush, the legend that is. Basil Brush is uh, yeah, on, on first, um, talking about his new Christmas song. Then we've got from Love Island, uh, Jack Keating, famously son of Ronan Keating, and um, uh, Sophie Kasai from uh, the uh, Geordie Shaw reunion, which uh, has, only, has only just wrapped up. Um, so good to talk to her about everything that's gone on after talking to Abby last week. Um, has there been any showbiz, before we get to Basil, has there been any showbiz news that you've been obsessed yeah, well, with this week? We've got to acknowledge mm. it, just because I think we've, we've spoke about it everywhere. We've had the finale of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And the yeah. lovely Scott was crowned queen, which I think was a surprise to no one. I, I think what a well-deserved winner. Yeah. I think she was incredible. Um, and, and I'm so glad she got it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think literally from from early doors, I don't know if it was like Ep 1 or certainly by week one when we'd done this show. Do you know what I've I think it was actually in just her first show, everything about her. You know, when someone has an amazing energy and that mm. you pick it up through a screen. So I can only imagine to be with her face to face, you would really feel it. Um, but no, I, I was over the moon from, and I think what a lovely end of the year. I mean, what a year she's had. Yeah, it's been quite the year for her. I think um, I definitely got a slight jitter towards the end when Matt Hancock had made the final three. Mm. Um but I think if I if I remember reading the statistics right, basically Jill was going to win the whole way through. So um, people just really took to her, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. What would have been your thoughts if Matt had have won? Would it have pissed on your chips and ruined your evening? I think um, it probably would have confirmed, confirmed to me that the British people shouldn't be allowed to vote in anything and maybe we should be a dictatorship um <laughs> with me in charge um no i think it was um it was uh if he would have won i think it would have been one of those sort of really unfortunate things that happened that itv probably had never planned for um because it would have then meant he'd have to do all the exit interviews and Awesome. Yeah, it just would have been really awkward, I think, all round. It's, and I think, as we've said before, for people that lost people during the pandemic, um, obviously Matt Hancock didn't cause COVID, um, but, you know, Britain had one of the highest excess death rates in the world and he was the the health minister at the time, you know, making important decisions. For him to even get to the top three, I think it was a bit of a shock. Having said that, he did do himself quite well, I think. He did, he was clearly up for everything and he wasn't, I think, I can't remember who it was, someone said in their exit interview that when you're in there, you kind of just have to take everyone as they are, which I do understand, because if yeah. you sat there every day having fights about things that had happened in the past, you'd never get anywhere, would you? No, um, cold. So, yeah, I think, um, I think it's quite a, it would have been interesting. It would have been disappointing, but anyway, in the end, it didn't happen, and Jill was the woman of the hour. I'd love to know if anyone had a little win for one. I mean, I can't imagine many people was going up Ladbrokes 
and putting money on him the night he went in to even make it to the final. But I wonder yeah, what the odds were. I mean, I think it was a given he was going to get the Bush Tucker trials. Yeah, but, but that um, even must have been the someone few, that threw a tenner at it. Oh, Sorry, definitely. But... I mean, there was. I think he he obviously did a lot of the first trials, but it did kind of die off a bit after a while, didn't it? He wasn't yeah. doing them all. By no, the he end. did a few, did didn't he? And then I kind of think whether the public just got bored or thought, you know, what, give someone else someone a chance. Else. Yeah, a bit of screen time. Yeah. But um, um, no, I'm, I'm very glad it was Jill. So congrats, Jill, if you're listening, babes. Yeah, and congrats. And we'd love to have you on the show and have a little chat. So how about you, Mr. Stephen? What's caught your eye in showbiz land this week? Well, did you know it's been, it's officially 20 years since Girls Aloud came on the scene. Um, on Popstars The Rivals. It was 20 years ago this month that they released, um, well, I, I think it was December, so when this comes out tomorrow, uh, they released Sound of the Underground, which obviously went on to be one of their most successful songs, Massive Christmas number one. It beat the boy group at the time called One True Voice. Oh, um, yeah. Um, and and um, it's, been quite, it's been quite nice. I was reading today, um, a piece the BBC did actually about how the, how girls allowed change the face of um, of pop music, female pop music in the UK, um, and, and pop bands and stuff. Um, and I just thought it's such an amazing legacy that they've left. Really, people when they when they first started could never have really imagined that they would have had this kind of wide ranging success that they did. Um, and obviously, the really sad thing that happened with Sarah Harding passing away. And it bringing the girls back together after having some quite difficult, tense interpersonal relations and stuff. And I just think, yeah, I don't know. I just really, they're one of my favourites, Girls Aloud, I think. Yeah, here, here. I uh, absolutely loved and still do love mm. Girls Aloud. I'd like to think there'll be some kind of a tour or a reunion next year because, I mean, I'd love to see them again. Trying to think of when I think it was the first reunion, which been a few years ago now. I went to see them at the Oto, just incredible. Um, and it's one of them bands. Sometimes it might not be a song you think about every week or every month, but whether it comes on the radio or certainly when you're in the Oto or in a big stadium or an arena, that when they start singing a song, that just you know it just takes you back and you know the words and you're like, yeah, well, yeah. It's just that moment in time, but. I don't know if it's just me, but you know, like the fact it's 20 years, I think you kind of get to a point now where you kind of forget that you're kind of getting older. Because I remember that so vividly. And I worked in a supermarket at the time. And I remember. Did you? I, I didn't know that you worked in a supermarket. Yeah, I worked in a supermarket. And uh, I don't know if it used to play on a Saturday night. I was definitely doing an evening shift. And I remember going into the staff room. And this was the days where you could. It was like you could smoke. It, it wasn't like it was smoking, man. And I'd have lunch, and there used to be like a little TV in the corner. We say little like TVs that used to be as deep as like three meters. And then have the area on the I top. I mean, I'm not that to old, by of... the way. Yeah. <laughs> People that are listening, I bet they're thinking, "Fuck, how old is this geezer?" Um, I, I'm not as old as I'm making out. And I remember but, the days. I was... Do you remember them days? And I remember. Um, I just remember it so clearly and the, the competition. I think they had a week of kind of campaigning, going around the circuit and trying that the boys was trying to get number one yeah, and yeah. so the girls. So, um, yeah, and I mean, who would have thought then 
that they would have gone on and created kind of the legacy they did. And, and they've absolutely smashed it. And um, I said, and also just so sad, obviously, about Sarah passing. And um, yeah, it's, it's always, that's always the sad thing, isn't it? When you kind of think that, because they all went on to do such amazing things and have incredible careers. But I would love to see them do something again. I say the same about the Spice Girls all the time as well. I know Vicky B has kind of put it out there that she ain't up for putting her uh, little black dress on and doing wannabe anytime soon. But um, <laughs> Point in. I'm here for it. Do you know what I mean, guys? Get your yes. shoes on and get on that stage and sing us a song. I, I'm totally, I'm totally with you. I feel like I think they've been quite open and honest, actually, the girls about not wanting to do it without Sarah. And that seems to go for all four of them. Mm. I wonder if with the, you know, with grief, it does lessen over time, doesn't it? It stays with you in a different way, but the intense pain of it lessens over time. I wonder if once that's happened, maybe they'll reconsider. It will be strange without Sarah, though, I think, oh, genuinely, because she was such a powerhouse, wasn't she, in the in the band and did so many of the amazing vocals. They'll have to redo all of that or, or, or you know, have some way that she appears on screen or something. Something, you know, like... Uh, um, That'd be nice. Yeah. Like, in the back of being able to put her voice in where her, where her lines would be. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the bit that makes it really... I've never really thought of it like that. But, yeah, I guess especially when you're in a girl group or a boy group and someone tragically passes away, it's saying, how do you even divvy up the, the song? And, and singing that, knowing that that was someone... Yeah, that kind of... Because not only is it hard to all get on that stage, even if the intention is to to do it for them, um, yeah, that that's quite a hard, yeah, and an emotional thing to be singing the lines of, and what memories that they would have shared and how their lives mm. all changed together. And also, let's not forget, very very early days, if not almost the beginning of a form of reality TV. Definitely that kind, right? Because I think just before then we'd had. Will Young and Gareth Gates, yeah, and sort of Darius and Michelle McManus and all of that. Like that was like I think it was around that time, wasn't it? But this was yeah. the first time they'd attempted to um, to make a girl band. Um, uh, it, yeah. Did this come directly after Hearsay? Was this the the rivals? The pop stars was yeah Hearsay yeah. And Pop Idol was Will. Will and Gareth. And Gareth. And then, yeah, Pop Stars The Rivals must have come after Hearsay. But pre kind of any X Factor or anything like that, or even Britain's Got Talent, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, when you look at the clips of it now, it is quite funny because it's like, it looks like it was filmed on a potato in the 1980s. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you can tell someone handwritten the, the audition number on stickers. It's just done in an old bold marker. And, and just everything about it, just a, a little uh, backdrop behind it, which is just like, a, a, and then shot around it is just... So it, good. It's just so real. But I can't, they're, they're the organic moments of clips before TV becomes such a production, mm. where it's just generally, because I, I guess the budget probably weren't huge then. It probably were like, what, what room can we find in an hotel? What conference room? <laughs> and get a few people to come and sing some songs. And even just the way people judge them. And oh, it was God. literally just a desk. You know what I mean? like no big glam desk. It was just like a, a school desk. Yeah, but they'd also just be like, 
sorry, you're too fat. Or like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just, just <laughs> that, that shows you, doesn't it, in, in 20 years or in that, them couple of decades, how society's changed and what's acceptable. And thank God we're at a point where we are, we're acknowledging that and, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, and learning. But it is kind of them moments where I think that about some TV shows that kind of get repeated. Um, and I know as years go on, they kind of try to take certain things out or maybe things then kind of get pulled from a schedule. But there's certain shows in particular, you think you, you, you would never get that commissioned or you'd never get away with airing that now. Yeah, 100%, I think. And yeah, that kind of style of judging. It's interesting because you, because obviously X Factor doesn't exist anymore and Britain's Got Talent's a different kind of kettle of fish. Mm. It's a bit out of fashion, isn't it? That kind of like, you know, you're a rubbish singer, get off stage. I don't know. Feels a bit like maybe we're a bit past that. Yeah, it's very dated. Yeah, interesting. That kind of, yeah, a Nile, a mugging someone off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they, 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 not even giving a shit that you're mugging them off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely be no aftercare or like or therapy or no. anything to deal with that sort of thing. Yeah, God, what a time. Because I um, always remember when they announced the girls, because you remember, I think they was all just sat in the audience, weren't they, when they called them? And I think Sarah's punching the air when she gets in, and they all go to. And I, it's, it, I, yeah, as we say, I kind of love how organic and natural it kind of seems. That there was just no razzmatazz behind it. There was just these girls sat in the audience, and they kind of like, yeah, loving life. And I, I remember, I don't know why it always sticks in my head. I feel like Sarah went fucking come on but you could yeah. hear her you could just see her mouth doing it and you're like like yeah. it was just such a good representation of like I don't know just really good and obviously everyone was shocked that Javeen didn't get through at the time weren't they um and the last place was given to Kimberly or Nicola I can't remember that's um, right but yeah. I'd love to be able to re-watch that it's on YouTube Oh, the whole series, is the it? The whole series is on YouTube, yeah. I might start that tomorrow. When, I, when I'm doing my tree... Oh, yeah, nice good show. Yeah. I might do that. Yeah. A nice trip down memory lane. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, well, unfortunately, we haven't been able to... Um, Basil Brush is no longer going to be on the show, but... Oh, no. Our, which is a shame, but uh, we do have Jack Keating ready to go, so let's get him in. Perfect. <laughs> Shall I sing some of his dad's songs? He'll love that. Hello, Jack. What's the crack? How are you, lads? Really good. good. How are you doing? Nice, nice. All good. Nice to see you have your Christmas tree up already. Love that. Thanks. <laughs> um, mine's been up for a full week. I was having a bit... Oh, de- my days. I love I was that. having a depressing week last week, and I was like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to put my tree up. And <laughs> nice, nice. It works. I think- it I works. thought, man, honestly, it brings up the whole, the lighting, everything. I think we're putting ours up next week, and I'm not looking forward to it. Oh, my God. It's a whole thing in our house. Why? What, what, why? What do you have to do? Oh, it's like two Christmas trees. There's like wreaths everywhere. We've got like stuff on the ceilings and stuff like that. So it'll definitely take up the whole week of our time, I'd say. But it's fun. <laughs> like, I love it. Do you have a theme, Jack? Who's in charge of the tree? And does it, does it change every year? Or it's like a, it's a set theme year in, year out? Who does the decorations? Yeah. Uh, that'd be my step Storm. She's like got it all planned out to a T. Where everything goes, where like, where the Christmas trees are and stuff like that. Like, she's on it. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, where do you want this to go? Perfect. Like, I've no, I've, yeah. You're like that. a little servant that just runs around and does what yeah. you're told. Just don't ask questions. Just whatever, <laughs> whatever. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're starting to feel Christmassy. I can't believe how close it is. It's blown by. It's mental. I was just back in Dublin there for a week and like, obviously they've got the Christmas lights up and stuff like that. And it's just like, it's my favourite time of year, honestly. Like, I love it so much. It's amazing. So, so obviously, uh, Love Island was was a little while ago now. What's life been like since you you did the show? It's been pretty crazy, to be honest. Like, obviously, like that first month or two when you get back from Mallorca, like it's just like carnage. Like you're just doing events and stuff like this, podcasts and interviews and stuff. Like it's just been amazing. And um, it's kind of obviously the last month. Once once the show kind of ends, it kind of goes. You can feel it. Like the buzz kind of starts to die down a little bit. But like mm-hmm. still, I haven't really stopped with like obviously just doing a lot of Instagram bits and stuff like that. Just interviews. I just did another show with ITV probably like a month ago now, probably another dating show, which goes on air on March. I'm not sure which date, but sometime in March. So, yeah, I've just been chipping away, really trying to keep myself as busy as possible. And what made you want to apply? Because you've spoken at some people get approached by producers, don't they? Yeah. But you've generally applied for Love Island. Yeah, I did. Uh, they actually hit up my sister, Missy, originally, who just moved out to Australia a couple of weeks ago. And they missy was just like nah it's not really the right time for me she kind of wants to get back into acting and that sort of scene so she said it to me and i was like i was just working a regular like so a job in london an office job and i was just like why not like i mean i was enjoying my job but i just thought do i really want to keep doing this for the next while and i thought if i look back in a couple years time and didn't take the opportunity i'll be kicking myself like so just thought why not just go for it and do you think obviously your dad's a ledge um, oh, he'd love to hear just, that yeah. <laughs> do you think by having a famous dad did that kind of prepare you for fame because obviously you're no stranger to, to showbiz yeah I mean it definitely did I think when it comes to like dealing with like the, like the interviews and stuff like that and like you know like red carpets and all that jazz I've been, obviously because my dad has been such a big name for such a long time it's basically been my reality since the day I was born so mm-hmm. it has definitely and I know a lot of people from the show have like ask me questions and stuff like that. How do you deal with it and stuff? Because I, I mean, I'm happy to help anyone that has questions once you get back out of the, out of the villa. And like, because most of the people that do the show have no experience about what it's like. So it's a big shock to the system for some people and, you know, dealing with like haters and, and like some, some people get awful abuse in their comments and DMs and stuff like that. So, I mean, I've definitely got thick skin from it. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely did help big time. And what's the best advice your dad gave you, and like whether it was pre or after the show? Did he sit you down and say, "Jack, right, here's me advice"? So much advice. I mean, dinners turned into marketing meetings like a week or two before <laughs> we went down there. Like literally, like every guess the big strategy like, board out for you. Yeah, to... <laughs> <laughs> someone taking minutes on the meeting and stuff. But and I, he's honestly, he gave me so much great advice. But like, just the biggest thing was just go in there and be yourself and don't don't try to pretend that you're someone else and like change things about you. Cause people can see straight through that on TV. Like, and that's kind of the one thing I went in there and I didn't want to like play up to the cameras a bit more and cause any unnecessary drama that I feel like I didn't need to cause. So that was definitely the biggest piece of advice I took from it. Mm, absolutely. And I say people see right through it. I don't, I yeah. the audience is a, a street, do you know what I mean? They can see exactly on me. They can, that's they can. Some people go wrong. They try and fool the audience and the viewers, but people aren't dark they can see when someone's not being genuine yeah i feel like as the years go on as well people see through it a lot more now like i think people are way more used to i mean maybe the first couple of years of love island and stuff you could get away with that but i feel like now it's just yeah people see where you see through it very quickly absolutely yeah where reality tv is no longer a new concept 
people no, have, yeah. uh, they, they, they've smartened up to it. So uh, mm-hmm. I think your dad's right. Definitely going in somewhere and being yourself is is that's the key, isn't it? Yeah, and you for certainly sure. I mean, I tried to, man, I probably, like, obviously the show didn't go as great as I hoped. I was only in there for a couple of days, and obviously Casa and War is a tough, tough situation to go to in at the start anyway. But, yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not, I have no regrets about how, how I handled myself in there. Definitely not. And I think that's the best way you can think about it, really, because because there's quite a few people that go in there and don't. it doesn't go how they planned, right? There's, mm. only, ever, there's only ever going to be half a dozen that are going to do, you know, exactly, go, yeah. like, get get the relationship and that quite often doesn't work out or, <laughs> or, yeah, get, or the, get you to the show. Like, I mean, I'm happy, to, I'm happy to get you to the show and not make too much of a fool of myself as well. Some people can go in there and it can just be a car crash and, yeah, not great. But you're thinking that sort of you're gonna do you've already done one dating show. Is this sort of where you wanna where you see your future doing reality? Yeah, I mean I love I mean I was just watching I'm a celebrity there, like literally glued to it every single night. <laughs> I mean, me and my dad and Storm are watching it pretty much every night. So I mean, yeah, who knows in the new year it could be some other like you know, like auditions and stuff like that. I'd love to get into some more reality TV, I thought. Like we love Ireland is like the big one, like so I feel like if you can if you can handle that, you should be all right with everything else. Yeah, and like you say, you, you kind of you're aware of how it works now. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, I'll it's start. a good apprenticeship into t- TV and reality TV, isn't it? So kind of yeah, big time, big time. I mean, like from knowing what I know now about Love Island, I feel like if I went in there again now, I've maybe got to handle it a little bit differently. I don't know. So you say you've just done another dating show, Jack. Mm-hmm. Where where were you at with your love life? How did that go? Are you currently single? Is there a, is there a special lady in your life? No, I'm currently single, ready to mingle. You know, I'm not like rushing into anything now. Obviously, like was I've been single for probably like four or five years now. But I mean, especially after the show now, I have to, I do find myself being a little bit more picky with girls. Like, I mean, maybe it's my own fault, but like just because of like you don't know some girls' intentions when you come out of a show like Love Island and stuff like that, and like. They see the blue tick and everything. So it's just like, you know, you got to be a little bit more careful now. Absolutely. And what are the DMs saying? Because as you say, that there's people out there that love a bit of blue tick dick. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love, that's the first time I've heard that. I love that. That's good. <laughs> are you surprised at how the DMs are going? I guess you've always, I mean, obviously you're, you're a good looking guy and you're Ronan Keaton. So I guess you've always, you've never been short of offers. Um, yeah, I mean, there's always DMs. Like, I mean, even before the show, you got the odd, like, big super fan and, like, fans of my dad and stuff. But yeah, I mean, when I first got back out from the show, oh my God, it was like carnage trying to get all through all the messages and DMs. Like, I thought I'd need to hire myself a PA when I first got out. Like, it was crazy crazy and um, i mean obviously it's died down a little bit now because of just the hype of the show has gone but yeah you're still two or three dms a day just from like god knows who you'd be sending your messages to like it's funny and is there something that kind of gives you the x if a girl slides into your dms is there anything she can say straight away that's going to be like a red flag you know, uh, like, any like love uh, island like little like oh i would have picked you in the island or i would have coupled up with you like when i see stuff like that i'm like <laughs> I thought it would like be so like much. if they start quoting Boyzone songs that oh, that's you or like something. Great, in that's the worst. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Those would be the two major ones where I'm just like, right, delete. <laughs> <laughs> but you also did, you mentioned, like, dealing with abuse and stuff. Is that something that's happened to you as well? Um, yeah, you know, like, it's it's impossible not to stay away from it. I mean, to be fair, I've been pretty lucky. I haven't, like, I know some people from the show telling me, like, they've, their mums have gotten DMs from people. Their sisters have gotten, like, death threats and stuff like that. So I'm, like, I mean, I feel like I'm blessed in that way, how it hasn't gotten too aggressive towards me. But, like, you get the odd dickhead anywhere, like, who's just going to say something in the comments or or in the DMs. Like, oh, I've got thick skin. Like, I like to think that my mates kept me, always kept me grounded when I was younger as well. So that's definitely, uh, definitely keeping, got me with the thick skin for sure. 
What are your plans for, for Christmas, Jack? I guess, are, are you with the family? Where are you I am. I'm with my, yeah, I'm with my mum this year for Christmas. She lives back in Ireland, so I live with my dad yeah. full-time now over just outside London. But I'm going, we try, I try do one year on my dad, one year on my mum. So this year I'm with my mum and my younger sister, Ali, and they live just outside in Kildare. So that'll be nice. Like she does, she cooks a great, great Christmas dinner as well. So I'm buzzing for that. And what's the traditional Irish Christmas dinner? Is there a massive difference when you spend Christmas in, in England than when you're in yeah. Ireland? Is there something that's very different? Nah, not really. It's kind of standard, to be honest. Like same turkey, ham, stuffing, like all the good stuff, gravy. There's no real, like, I think they're very, very similar, to be fair. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Nah, we're not really. Like, I mean, we like to go out in town into Dublin City, Christmas Eve, bit of dinner and stuff like that. Kind of the same if I was living in London, Winter Wonderland, all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, actually, I haven't done that this year. year. <laughs> oh, I've got like two or three different times I have to go in the next couple of weeks. Like, so I'm buzzing for it. <laughs> good crack. Have you been yet, Bob? I knew you were talking about going. Do you know what? I haven't been this year. Where the weeks are just flying by. Oh, I yeah. often go to like the, the one of the early nights. I know they do like a press night. Um, and oh, I've yeah. just not got round to it. Um, I do always like going though. It kind of is the, the start of, of Christmas a little bit. It does, I, don't I, think, know yeah. I went last year, but it's always nice having, I can never say the word. Is it a mild wine? A mild. 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 Mild wine. I have a little cinnamon stick. So oh, yeah, lovely. Nice. I could drink yeah. that all night. Like, oh my God. Goes there, lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're, are you still in touch? I mean, obviously, because you're only in, the, in Love Island for a short period of time. Are you still in touch with many of the, of the Love Island? Yeah, Islanders? a lot of the guys. I mean, all the cast and more boys that I went in, like Josh, Billy, <laughs> Deji, Sam, George, all of us keep in contact. We've got group chats and stuff like that. Some of the other girls as well. Like, you see a lot, you run into them, a lot of them have events and stuff like that, like launches and, and brand launches and stuff like that. So we always, I mean, yeah, we always keep in contact. They're great. It was a great bunch this year. Like, I mean, I pretty much got on with everybody that I uh, I got interacted with and saw in inside the villa and outside the villa. It was actually a super friendly bunch this year. Yeah, it was. It? Like... There wasn't much. Like, I mean, between like the Ekin and Davide stuff at the very start, I think there wasn't really much like kind of arguments and like screaming mm. matches going on. Really, a few little bust ups and all, but now everyone seemed to get on pretty well. Jake, you were rumoured to be dating Coco. No. <laughs> what happened there? What's the sitch? Spill the turn. Nothing, nothing. We're just friends. And it was just one photo uh, taken completely out of context, I think. I mean, we were just having... It was at the finale party, I think. Or it was a finale? Yeah. Finale party in London. We were just outside. And then a pap walks by. She just grabs my hand for a photo. I was just like, oh, my God. I knew when it happened as well, it'd be <laughs> everywhere and it'd be the talk of the town. And they brought it up in the, fin- in the reunion show as well. I was just, like, keeping my head down. I was like, oh... Done to see here. She knew it what she was doing. <laughs> uh, sorry? It never went past being friends. There was no friends no. with benefits then. Just friends. Just friends. Yeah. If you as... could go back in there, is there anyone that would catch you? Or, or who was a bit of you now? If you could do it all again, is there someone you'd crack on with? Um, If I could go back and probably talk to a bit more girls. I mean, like in Casa, you're only in there for like four or five days. Like, And people yeah. say to you all the time, move fast like you don't realize how little time you have in there until you go i mean when i went in there i went for like Paige and tasha the most um mm. but i feel if i could go back i mean danica and india i didn't really get too much time to really get to know really because it's like all you're in you're basically competing with six other lads with six girls i mean i think most of the lads knew ekin and Gemma were like closed books anyway so that's like kind of done so i mean like by the time i got even to talk to india and danica they were kind of already like moving towards like the other lads like so it was just like 
It was long. Well, I mean, if I could go back, I feel like maybe the Nikkei in India, I would probably hope. Well, I mean, I'd like to anyway try to see where things could have went there. Yeah. Is it quite, when you say things like that, because I mean, I can't quite imagine, I've obviously I've seen the show, but I yeah. can't actually imagine what it really feels like when you're having to competitively try and impress yeah. people. Like It's weird. It's a weird yeah. thing. Like you want to get on with everybody and like you meet the six lads. And, like I think we met the lads like two hours before we went into the <laughs> villa and we're all like cracking jokes together and like like talking about what we're going to do when we get out of the villa and stuff like that. And then it's like, you're also thinking at the same time, like you're kind of, like you said, competing with these lads at the same time. Like, so it's a, like, I mean, we got up, there was no like bust ups between us at all, but like, I think we all probably had that in our heads at the same time. Like it's a little bit of a competition. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. absolutely. It's uh, like you say though, it was compared to some years, Casa more, it, it was a, 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 the group of people, it, there wasn't much ache. Do you know what I mean? It was everyone's, which is kind of nice to watch sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's yeah. nice to see people getting on a little bit. Yeah, I mean, ours is pretty calm compared to the lads mm. anyway. Like, from what I've heard anyway, um, sorry, I'm just closing my door. Um, yeah, right. From what I've heard about the, I haven't actually gone back and watched our bits and pieces that we were in it, but uh, from what I heard, the lads were cracking on like crazy. Our castle was pretty calm. Like, there wasn't really, like, much like not um bedtime i mean there was a little bedtime talk going on but there was nothing really like the salon wasn't really open too much in our in our castle so compared to the lads anyway from what i've heard have you not really watched much of it back then jack did you say i mean i watched it before i went in there that like they kind of made you watch it every night like especially when we were in like you had to do two weeks isolation in majorca like just in a villa by yourself with your chaperone and they like make you watch it every single night and they're like producers are texting you being like who's your top three what you think about this what you think about that uh, I, I haven't gone back and watching mine. I don't know. I mean, I just I cringe a little bit thinking about it now. But uh, <laughs> I do love it. It's a good show. But I, I, one day when I'm like hungover, I might switch it on the couch and give it a full run through. That's a good idea. Hungover, yeah. hungover viewing party. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Literally. Just, just quickly before you go, what do you make of Gemma and Lucas playing? Oh, it's tough, you know. Um, I did. I felt bad. I don't know. I'm kind of starting to think that it was more Gemma broke up with Luca. I kind of feel like, because I saw him on the red carpet at an event the day before him talking about how things were all good and like looking forward to the future. And then like, I literally saw in the stories like the next day she's putting up stories and he's putting up stories. Like, so yeah, I don't know. No idea exactly what happened. I sent them both a text. I think me and Luca are meeting up in the next week or two for a point. So should be nice to catch up with him. I haven't seen him since the show. So yeah, it's tough. It happens though. This is, this is what happens yeah. on this show. To be honest, I thought they were one of the more rock solid couple, couples as well from the final. Like, so I was, I was pretty shocked when I saw that. Well, Jack, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really great to chat Cheers, to you. Cheers, lads. Hope, hope you enjoy putting your Christmas tree up. Oh, my God. Yeah. My yeah. God. So you'll see it all over Instagram as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll be disappearing for the week. Like, I'll just be like, right. Let's get this going. <laughs> Thanks so much, mate. Cheers, Thanks lads. Thanks for thank joining you. us, Jack. Have a lovely Christmas, mate. You too, lads. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. See you later. What a polite young man. Any really a polite young man. Yeah, definitely. Nice house as well, by the looks of things. Yeah, you know what I'm like, always looking in the background. Got the same frames, mate. I, I love the black and white prints. I've got them frames, but I ain't got them up yet. I was trying to see what he had in them. Mm-hmm. I could see but, some yeah. motorbikes, but I don't know if it's like, maybe it's Ronan and Storm's taste. I don't know. I couldn't tell. I was trying to see. What... Yeah, the prints in mine aren't motorbikes. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm surprised by that, actually, but really. Yeah, I, I've got a lot of uh, Marilyn, Audrey, uh, <laughs> which is an absolute shocker, isn't it? <laughs> I'm really surprised by that, Bob, I have to say. Um, right, our, our final guest, Sophie Kasai, is in the waiting room, so let's get her in. Let's do it. 
I'm here, right, but in true Sophie style. Um, I'm a, I got paid to get to come to an event. So I was like, right, I'm just trying double doses and just do both. Fine so, with us, love. No problem. We can right, make it work. We can make it work. We, of course we can. But look at this. I brought my light. Wow, well done. Guys, I look fantastic. You so, look glowing. Glowing. I'm glowing, glowing, my love. So I forgot to ask you, obviously, we've just said that's the last Geordie Shaw, the reunion aired last week. What was it like filming the series? Well, I'm just going to put my light here, right? No worries. Um, so coming back to this series was, you know what, I'll be honest. So when we got the phone call to say like, oh, we're going to come back and we're going to film again. Um, we're all, let's just turn my volume up, sorry. Um, we're all going to come back and everyone's going to film again. There was people who said, don't know if we want to do it, a little bit apprehensive about it. We generally thought, coming back to Geordie Shaw and coming back to do a reunion series, we actually thought, right, this means, like, we're going to be going out getting drunk again, we're going to be out, out on the pace. Like, you know, for me, I'm 33 now, so we took... Uh, when I came out with Geordie Shaw, I thought, right, I'm, I'm a woman now, like, I want to make a little bit of difference in my life. Love partying still, but I didn't really want to go back to like Geordie Shore again. So yeah. it was it was hard because I thought, do I really like now I'm like more mature? Do I really want to go back and do that? But to be honest, like going back was very different to what we thought was gonna be. It was very, very different. And the way it was filmed was different, everything about was different. And I'm glad we did it. I am really, really, really glad we did it. And do you think it was a nice end to the Geordie Shaw story to end on that reunion? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Like, obviously for me, it's, it's a different ending to it because it's sort of like a cliffhanger for me and everyone knows, like, the journey that I've been on. You know, I've been mm. on my own for a good few years and stuff and being on the reunion and it opened up, like, different doors. Like, for me... I feel like my Geordie experience was sort of like, wasn't took away from us, but most of it was just involved with like being in a relationship. So yeah, yeah it was it was good. But yeah, in the end, in the end, everything obviously works out. But for me, yeah, leaving the Geordie Shaw house, like on the reunion, it was positive. It was positive, but it's still sort of like, sort of a cliffhanger. You get what I mean? Cliffhanger in what sense? Because it, it won't come, that, that's, that's it for Geordie Shaw, isn't it? It's a cliffhanger in terms of what we never get a conclusion. Yeah, I think like there's still like a lot of things like, you know, that in our lives that are probably like, we're going to fit, hopefully if we film like going forward, there's still lots going on in our lives. And mm. it was the end of the reunion and it was the, the end right. of an amazing, amazing time. But I think like us Geordies, I think we've still got like a lot to show. For, for us, right, Geordie Shaw, you are tarnished with a certain brush. You are known as being a party girl. You you know, it's very difficult to get to get work outside of Geordie Shaw for us. It's probably going off track, but for us, we, we, we really do struggle to get work and not struggle to get work, but like take away from the Geordie Shaw name. Mm. So, yeah, I feel like for us, it, you know, we've got a lot more to show than just being these Geordie Shaw like nutters. We are yes. like different people and I feel like the reunion got to show us as people and that's what I loved about it. Like it was different sort of scenarios. It was different kind of filming and 
yeah, for us, I feel like there's a lot more to show and there's a lot more to give than just being like Sophie from Geordie Show. Yeah. That's what Do you think, looking back, obviously, in terms of how long you've done the show, and I kind of get it, obviously, similar situation with Terry. When you look at now, considering they started, I think Terry's 12 next year. Do you kind of think that style of show... When you look at it now compared to the journey we've all been on in 11, 12 years, do you kind of think that style of show's kind of done now and reality TV's changed? Reality TV's changed 100%. It has really, really changed. I think now people go in for different reasons and, you know, don't get me wrong, like, I watch all reality shows. It's what I've brought up with. Like, of course, like, you know, if you're a fashion designer, you're going to look at other fashion. Or if yeah. you own restaurants, you're going to, like, look at other restaurants. Like, any kind of job you're in, you're always going to look at the other other things around you. Um, I think reality TV shows are very different. But I think for us, Geordie Shaw mixed it up by doing the reunion. They filmed very different. They were showing more of our lives. And they were showing more of, like, real stuff, like Holly's wedding, Marnie's... Yeah. Um, birth holly's pregnancy so yeah i think like all the other reality shows if they change it up yes i think more people are more intrigued and more interested like even the likes of tarry listen i, I love tarry i watch it and you know it's very drama fueled and all that kind of thing like if you see more of their lives and what they do behind the screens i feel like i'd be more interested in that mm. rather than the drama mm, yeah that's a really good point. And I think actually something that probably has happened in a lot more now, isn't it? It is more like in-depth stuff like rather than set-up scenes and all that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, Just to be fair, like, Geordie Shaw, I can hand, hand down, like, we were never told what to say. Things were never set up. We just had to follow sort of conversations that were pinpointed. Um, but I know some things like can, other shows can be scripted and whatever, but we were really real and were true to ourselves. And I think that's why Jordan Shaw did so well because us girls are real. Listen, if we've had surgery, we'll tell the whole fucking world. If we're dating anyone, we'll tell everyone. Like, you know, something going on in our life for the first people to go all over social media and tell, tell everyone. So I feel like we are really, really real people. So do you think... Sorry, darling. There's a plane going past. I don't know if it might be loud. No worries, my love. It's all right. Don't worry. So, I wanted to ask you, what's your thoughts? Because obviously not everyone returned from from Geordie Pass. What's your thought on, on some people not coming back for the reunion? Do you think it's a shame? I think we all had this conversation before we started the reunion. Me and the girls sat down and were like, who's actually going to come? Because obviously there's certain people, I don't like, obviously Charlotte Gaz don't really speak anymore. And um, there's been like relationships happened in the house and... We were just like, what is it going to be like? And we we knew everyone was invited. Every single person was invited. Everyone's a part of Geordie. And for us, like the people that didn't turn up, we understand, we get it. People have got the reasons they don't want to come back. But we just thought like for that show that helped everyone and, you know, raised our profiles and got us to where we are today. We just believe that you don't bite the hand that fed you. And mm. I just think like, you know, if you get that opportunity, even for five minutes, like a FaceTime or something, just something like we, I think we owe it to the viewers. I honestly think we do because they're the ones that helped us and, and got us where we are. Like, you know, we're very lucky. We've got like people have got mansions and people have got families and people have done so well and businesses like that doesn't happen unless we got viewers. I'm telling you now. So yes, yeah, personally, I think, yes, we were all the fans, but all the like, you know, people of MTV and, and cast and everything. I think everyone 
should have just had that five minutes of whatever it could be that personally. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of putting it. <clears throat> and, and I like you say, and you touched upon a minute ago, I think it was a really nice twist on doing the reunion, shooting it differently, showing that you've evolved, yeah. and kind of moving on from the format. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It kind of yeah. just that was the organic reunion, and yeah. and I think that's if you'd have all been in the ass necking Jaegers, do you know what I mean? No, no. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the hangovers in your thirties hit differently as well. Yeah. Being sick <laughs> and pissing <laughs> in a bin. Yeah, don't get us wrong. Like I love going back, and I love like having a drink, but it's just not me anymore. And yeah, like you said, I think the viewers have followed us from day one. So a lot of my viewers and a lot of people like on Instagram and stuff are my age now. They've got kids, they've settled down, and. They followed our journey. They don't want to see us doing things that we did when we were 21. They mm. want to see us evolving with them because that's relatable for them. They want to see us having kids. They want to see us, you know, talking about being single in your 30s and whatever we're going through in life. People want to see that. And I'm glad that now, like, the producers listen to us and they're like, right, maybe this is working. Maybe this is what they wanted. So, yeah, I think, I think it's done well and we just want to be relatable. And I think that's... That's the reunion did show that showed us all in different lights. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, my love. So I wanted to ask, babes, obviously you, you've announced recently that you've joined OnlyFans. How's that going, babe? Because everyone seems to be doing it at the minute. It's like <laughs> really popular, isn't it? You know what, right? I was that person for years. I was like, nah, nah, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I thought basically, I was like, nah, I'm not doing it. It's porn. I'm not going to do it. Let me tell you now, right? When I did my research and I looked into it, there's no porn. There's nothing like that. It depends what people do. But for me, I just thought my Instagram was getting a little bit like, you know, I had people looking at my Instagram and some people were trolling. Some people were rude. And, you know, I love posing in a bikini. You know, I've struggled with my weight for absolutely years. I've recently just had surgery where I got my boobs reduced and, you know, I got all my skin, like, um, cut off. Like, I went through a lot to, to look after my body and, you know, losing weight. I, I ended up with a lot of excess skin. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to show my body off. And as I was doing that, you know, I've got these people on Instagram who are just like rude and commenting. And, and I thought, I want to be on a platform where people are going to pay a, a, a subscription. People are going to want to follow us for a reason of liking us. They're my fans. They care about us. I can talk one-to-one. -one. No one's going to pay to troll you at all. So no, why, good point. Why, why not post all these gorgeous photos of me in a bikini or me not even in a bikini, like I don't get my boobs out, I don't get vagina, it's nothing like that. It's literally a platform, right, to just feel safe, to just feel empowered, like I can pose like nice sexy photos, no one's going to remove them, people aren't going to like be like, you're 30, what are you doing that for? So for me, I just felt it was a platform where, yes, people can pay a subscription, we can talk, I feel safe. I'm not gonna be getting all my nudie bits out and it's just different if we get trolled. So it's fun, honestly, it's fun. But I get it, there's a stigma, totally get that. I get there's a stigma on it and I was that person, but you know what? I'm having a lot of fun over there. Me and Marnie are doing it now. Marnie's doing it as well. Oh really, I didn't know that, awesome. Yeah, so like, this is what I mean. I think most of the Geordie girls will eventually come over because yeah, it's just safer. It's a lot safer. Obviously, the single girls, well, but yeah, I just think it's a, a different platform, and I feel a lot safer on there than I do putting a bikini photo up to two million people who some people are just going to troll us, and God knows who else are on there. 
It's a good shout. And I think also a great way to make money as well. <laughs> you know what? You are like, you're going to make money. And Instagram's very different to how it was. Mm. And times have changed. And you know what? If I can post like photos of me feeling good, empowered, and people are going to pay a subscription, we're going to be live chatting, then who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm with Listen, you. I want to move to London one day. Like, look at me. I'm, I'm looking at Canary Wharf now, and I'm like, I'm going to live here. And if OnlyFans will pay for that, then fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you can't ask for more than that. <laughs> preach, though. Preach. Yeah, preach. <laughs> preach. Preach. <laughs> Right. Bob, you'll be on it now, now that I'm selling it. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. Tips. I can see it. Um, oh, Sophie, well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, and- oh, it's so welcome. Listen, I know my agent said I couldn't say, but just to want to let you know, Bob, I'm happy. This is all I want you to know. Bob, Perfect. I'm happy. Things are good. Um, watch this space. Um, yeah, you know I'm so open. Like, give it like a, a week or so. Um, I'll yeah. talk all about it. Get us back on. We'll talk yeah. about whatever. But yeah, I'm happy. Things are really good, and yeah, I'm I'm in a really good place. And I know you can't go into details, but what you're referring to is relationship, love, love. Uh, yeah, yeah, love. It's about yeah. And, and yeah, you know this person's a good yeah. person. Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but give it a couple of weeks, you know. Hopefully, Jimmy Magazine deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get that cash, though. Cost of living prices. Get that cash. Get that Canary Wharf apartment, babe. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> I'm manifesting. But yeah, listen, guys, I will talk to you. Hopefully, um, you know, really, really soon again. But yeah, things are good. And yeah, life's good. But thank you for having us back. I love being on here. No really worries. So, thank you very much. Enjoy if I don't event. see you before, have a, love you. If I don't see you before, have a lovely Christmas and we must catch up soon. So, bye-bye. Bye. You heard it here first, guys. A little nod to the exclusive. Something's coming out. Something's coming out. Um, but you can, she seems happy and she, you can always tell when someone's happy deep inside and I know she, she, she can't talk about it at the moment for, for whatever reason. <laughs> I think it, it's so true. I'm saying it, it, it might be a bit of a cliche. But when someone's really happy and everything aligns itself, it comes across with people. And it's, I love love and I love people being in love. So uh, we'll leave that there. I hear you. I hear you, sis. Um, but yeah, no, I'm pleased for her. She was, whenever I've interviewed her before, she always seems like one of the really nice, genuine sort of uh, reality TV people. So yeah, pleased to see that she's happy. And I believe in the power of manifestation. So um, keep it up with that OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's where what, we all need to go, Bob. I think maybe <laughs> I just need to hit the gym a bit more. <laughs> What's your plans this week, babes? I know you're not feeling well at the minute, but if you start feeling a bit better, have you got anything lined up? Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, I mean, so this is like day two, me feeling a bit ropey again, but um, if I am better, then I've actually got a Christmas party on Saturday, which I'm really looking forward to. Oh, so. Nice. So that'll be really nice. Um, what about you? What have I got? So tomorrow I'm doing, um, going to decorate the earth. I'm going to mm. make uh, make it a little winter wonderland. Lovely. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that. that that's probably going to take a while. <laughs> I'm excited to do it. Do you know what I mean? I don't know yeah, if that's yeah. to do, but kind of I like to put, I'm, I'm a creature of habit. I uh, like a bit of Mariah on in the background for a bit. And then I'll put Love Actually on. I mean, my favourite Christmas film of all times um, and then what about this weekend I think this is going to be my last weekend that's still a bit quiet before things start getting yeah because December tomorrow 
in it. So I think as yeah. December approaches, it's all going to start getting a little bit, bit clearer. So um, yeah, exciting times. And uh, yeah, next week you, you've seen my tree, but I hope you feel better soon, my love. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure I will. Um, it's only so long someone can be ill for, surely, uh, before you either just chop your head off and move on with, you know, death or um, or you get better. So, um, yeah, hopefully we'll see. Um, well, uh, sadly we didn't get Basil Brush on, but still a great show. And uh, uh, We wish him well soon. If you ain't well, Basil, when you're listening, get well soon, folks. Um, uh, until next week, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.